Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's me, the mouth of the sound, Jimmy Hart. Hey, check out my new tag team, baby, Money in the Crowd. Hey, Jimmy, don't forget to tell them about Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast. Well, you know what, I would, but you already did it. It's Monty and the Pharaoh. With Monty and Pharaoh. The Monty and Pharaoh Show. Monty and Pharaoh, bro. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. The Monty and the Pharaoh. The Monty and Pharaoh Show. And you're watching the Monty and Farrell show. Monty and the Pharaoh. 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 Monty and Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. And Monty and the Pharaoh. Oh, is it Monty and the Pharaoh? Monty and Pharaoh. The Monty and the Pharaoh show. Monty. And the Pharaoh. To the Monty and the Pharaoh show. And it's Monty and the Pharaoh, baby. Watching Monty and the Pharaoh. With Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Oh, what a run. Monty and the Pharaoh. Monty and the Pharaoh. Hey, cut the fucking music. When you want the best in professional wrestling, Long Island, there's only one place you're going to get it. Right here, Monty and the Pharaoh. <laughs> now, that's not just the coolest. And that's not just the best. That, my friends, is just incredible. <laughs> You've got the future Hall of Famer, that rocker, Marty Gennetti, and MJ in the house, and I'm sitting here with two more future Hall of Famers, Monty and the Pharaoh. We're doing that stuff, and we're going to rock it. Monty and the Pharaoh. Duh.
All right, welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and Afaro, seen only here out of Indie Music TV in Ronkonkoma, New York, on a special Saturday edition. Ooh. At the board is Matt, wakey wakey, how are you, buddy? Great as always. You don't want to get right to this, right? We've got two legends in the studio, and I'm not talking about the two people in our studio audience, but thank you guys yeah. for coming. We really appreciate yeah. that. So let's get to it right away because these guys have had a long day. So I'm going to turn this over to the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy will give you guys something called the juice for any fans that don't know who our special guests are. But go have it, Jimmy. I'm going to make this short and sweet, ladies and gentlemen. The multiple-time WWF Tag Team Champions, and in my opinion, the greatest WWF Tag Team Champions, including slash WWE Tag Team Champions in the history of this business, Axe and Smash, Demolition. Yeah, baby. Yeah, thank whoa, you, guys. Whoa. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Jimmy, I guess uh, we got to like you, don't we? <laughs> you like us. We love you. I'm trying. Thank you. I'm trying. Thank so far, you. so nice good. Comments. We appreciate it. Thank you, And then you, guys. all the fans, too, in the audience. There's thank a bunch you. of those. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So, right. before the show started, uh, Axe was talking about... Uh, oh, God. Marty Jannetty asked you some in. questions. So we have a lot of wrestlers come through here, and they do a little promo for us, you know, about the show. And uh, so you have some questions about Marty Jannetty you'd like to ask Monty and the Farrow about? Oh, let's, uh, let's talk about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I wanted to, I mean, what's the heck's the latest uh, story on him? I saw where he, I, I live in Georgia, and Marty's from Georgia and Columbus. And right. Evidently confessed to some Major crime, is that right? Well, there's, there's a couple things to peel back, right? So first, one of the big Marty things was that he wanted to have sex with his daughter. Oh, God. Would you you heard that one, right? No. Oh, okay, so, so no, I'll tell you about so that. Where, where, that is, that's a major crime, too. <laughs> yes, it sure is. Where does all this come out? What, Marty likes, Marty. Marty likes to put day, stuff but... on Facebook and then go, oops. Oh, jeez. So it's kind of like So that. he posted, no, wait. To his defense, on the last show, he said someone hacked his Facebook. So yes, on that in his defense, on that but topic, some, yes. someone hacked his Facebook and it said, "Hey guys, yes. have you ever had a daughter that you wanted to have sex with?" Oh, yeah. And he posts a picture of her, and then a couple of people must have reached out and said, um, "Are you high today?" <laughs> and Marty's like, "I don't know what's going on." So, rut, but the most rut. recent thing, Gee, my niece. <laughs> The oh, most recent thing with Marty... Aren't you glad you asked? ...is Marty claims that he worked in a bowling alley at 13 years old. Okay. He went to buy some dirt weed, but the, him and his friends... Mm-hmm. And again, look, I'm not trying to be offensive, so I'm not you know, not using the proper language, but his friends needed money, so they would uh, allow this gentleman who ran the bowling alley to give them oral sex for like money so they could have extra money to spend. And uh, Marty claimed the money was so good you could buy a car in a couple. Fifty dollars for a session, but who can who can say they remember right. the exact amount? So according to Marty, he went to buy some weed, and this gentleman decided he wanted to take advantage of Marty, and Marty didn't want any part of it. Advantage meaning he didn't want to pay him the fifty. He did it. He, <laughs> he he wanted to do something to Marty, but Marty did not want that to happen. Yeah, that oral thing. So instead so, of just leaving the situation, Marty decided to take a brick and hit the guy over the head, and killed him. So he put that on Facebook. So I guess the police kind of said, hmm, this is interesting. Let's look into it. They is looked it, into it. Is that true? This is a true story. Oh, that, yeah. It was on TMZ and everything. Well, we no, just I mean, did, so did he really do that? Okay, well, let's get to the rest. So on Marty was here a couple of weeks ago, and mm-hmm. Marty said that, hey, and by the way, this is the first time he spoke about it on anyone's show, but Hannibal, who you guys probably know, got credit yeah. for it because he talked to Hannibal about it. 48 hours later. Later. That's my problem with it. Yeah, mine too. But anyway, um, 
Hi, Hannibal. Marty. Anyway. Marty claims that this really didn't happen. It was a work for a wrestling story. What wrestling story, I don't know. Oh, my God. But then he went on to say on the show, but, you know, say it was a wrestling story. Do you know that when you burn a body, bones don't burn? Like, so I didn't know whether he was He's... saying it was make-believe or it was real. And But he pretty much confessed on the show that he murdered this guy. <laughs> wow. Now, you I mean, guys I've, worked with Marty for a long time. I've heard some dumb stories. Yeah, right. By some very, very dumb people. <laughs> but that tops the list. I'm not saying he's dumb. <laughs> not but quite. that tops the list. Well, let me ask you this. Has Marty your... always been like this? Marty's a really good guy from what you know how I know, and I haven't seen him for a long well, time. Marty's had a lot of demons in his past. So. But he's just been a he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? I've never had any bad, no. bad things to say. But about I mean, Marty. did he have? Look, it's obviously. Look, Marty's been on the show a few times, and he's really a great person. He's yeah, a really yeah, good Marty's human being. Cool. But Marty, you know, our first event with Marty, when you asked how long we've been doing this, our first, we brought Marty in, and he was so stoned out of his mind, we couldn't even do a show. No, that's don't don't put pot down like that. He was coked out out of his mind. There's a difference. Okay, he wasn't stoned. So anyway, he couldn't. He would have like you're interviewing, there was, was not. Stoned. It was like it was a very incoherent interview. Yeah, he was. In, he was. Wow. And well. he came back the sec. And so, look, to be honest with you, we took some liberties. I was pretty pissed off about it, right? Well, so we I paid kinda, him for a service, and he screwed us. So we basically spent the next. We were having months, a, what, you know, like a radio show, and then a signing, right? So yeah. You know. I kind of, I kind of <laughs> had it, and then, then he punched me in the face. And then, then we yeah. made up. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. So yeah, we made up like, and then we had him back, and then he told this story, and that's where we're at. He punched you in the face, and then you had him back. Yeah. Why yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I we're can, you know we're I different. Can handle it. Yeah. He was fine. <laughs> he did punch him back. He was like, like, really? Is that it? No. Nah. Yeah. Right. I too much respect for the guy. Seriously, <laughs> I did. I did. I have too much respect for. Right. It does. How's that uh, for a mark? Mark. <laughs> that's some bullshit right there. <laughs> yeah, that's really, is that a mark? Is that being a mark because you don't punch someone back in the no, face and no, they hit no. you? It's Out of just, love for them being a great uh, wrestler after they clocked you? Yeah, you're being a little marky. You know, no, being being in Georgia, it was all over the news. Now, and you're then, his neighbor. How come you haven't stopped by and been like Mark? No, no, he's about a hundred and... He's about okay. 110 miles away okay. from me. okay. And I only travel about 80 miles. You know, Axe punched me in the nose, and I punched him back. And then he punched me back, and I punched him back. Which yeah. is one of the greatest moments in wrestling oh, history, yeah. by the oh. way. You know, now that you mentioned it. And we both look for the giant. still hurts from that. We both really look for the giant to come in. Yeah, we were begging for the giant to come in. <laughs> Stop the abuse, Trey Wiz, Andre. You know, I do. I want to talk about one sad part. Uh, right. Recently, we lost World Warrior Animal. Oh, my goodness. Unbelievable. Can you guys uh, maybe talk about it? Yeah, we've such a shock. I mean, over the years, we've lost so many of our good friends, and we've lost a lot of the wrestlers that weren't really close to us, and it's sad. But we were talking over the weekend because it's the first time Barry and I had seen each other for probably a month or so, right? Yeah, a couple. And. it was right. It was not a left field. It was completely out of the stadium. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be honest. I mean, I thought of him quite often the last days. And it seems like uh, you know everybody that contacts me, emails me, or texts me, they want my opinion on it. And I just say, hey, I have no opinion. It, it, I, I don't have any words for it. I, I texted his wife and 
conversed with her and I said, there's nothing I can say that is going to go through, help you through this grieving process other than the fact that you have to know that there's millions of fans that loved him and there's lots of the guys that loved him and uh, he's one of the very few that, you know, uh, Nikolai Volkov and a few guys that have, have died that have, you know, Barry and I have talked about, we just couldn't understand. Mm. Guys you think that are going to die they for live. one reason or another. Right. But, and Barry uh, knew Joe a lot longer than I did, but, I mean, we were traveling up and down the road to all these conventions and stuff, good friends, and just sad. Man, it's just sad. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, and uh, I broke in the business with him, him and Hawk, and, you know, uh, it just, uh, you know, I got the I got the text uh, the morning after. Uh, Joe Rogers texted me, and he said, yeah, is it true that animal died? And, you know, it was probably about 6 in the morning, and I, and I thought to myself, well, the only animal I know that would, would have died was George Animal Steel. You know, yeah, George Animal Steel died. Yeah. He said, no, Road Warrior Animal. I thought, you got to be kidding me. Right, right. You know, I was just with him just, you know, not too long ago. We did a TV show together, and he looked fantastic. So that was just uh, like, oh, my gosh, any of us could die at any time. Terrible. Yeah. You, what a great guy. Nice guy. We met him. He was in studio not that long probably ago. not too long ago. Yeah, really we, fantastic gentleman. Him. Really unbelievable. Yeah, he was awesome. I, I will I will say this, right? We have a lot of stars like yourselves, and you guys are icons in the business. We're, you know, that is a, a fact. But um, the way you treat people, it's you guys are pretty incredible. I, like, I'm always waiting for someone to be, like, very arrogant or very, like, who am I? Scott Hall! But I'm sorry. If it, wasn't for, if it wasn't for people like you, the yeah, fans, fans in particular. Good fans. Uh we were just fortunate and happy to be in the wrestling business and be able to make a, a living out of it and provide for our families. I mean, there's thousands of guys. It's a small fraternity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to have some success is even smaller fraternity. So we appreciate, I mean, fans when we meet them and, and guys like you that help promote us. Yeah, you know, and uh, what was tough about Joe, too, is... Uh... You know, being in Minnesota, you know, Kurt Hennig, mm. best friends with, Rick Rude, yeah. Brady Boone, you know, I mean, Hawk. It's just like, it's it's too close, you know, we... Why do you, maybe because like you said, your fraternity, it's a smaller environment, but why are the drugs you believe are so rampant? I mean, Bill, you stayed away uh, from, from what I've watched. You yeah. stayed out of that scene. Yeah. And so did you, Barry, right? How do you stay out of that? Yeah, how? Well, we... We traveled together and... Yeah. We always looked at it as, as if it was a job. Why are you going to be on the road and get screwed up and spend your money when you're away from your family? And we loved our family. We still love our families. We're providing for our families. And I don't want to spend money on drugs and booze and everything else when I can go home and sit down in our homes and say, hey, this is what I'm working for. My daughters, my wife, same for him, his wife, his, his son. It was a job. You know, a lot of guys got into it, and there's a carnival circus aspect to it. Sure. 
and they think that it's going to last forever. It doesn't last forever in football. It doesn't last forever in basketball. Baseball's a little bit longer. Yeah, but you're, but you're human beings too, right? The temptation's yeah. got to be strong. I mean, yeah. the women, the drugs. You know what? What saved, yeah. what saved me was you know I'm I'm younger than what Bill was, and I when I got into the WWF, I was one of the youngest guys in the territory. So you know, all my friends, you know, I hung around with. We drank beer. We you know everything. But when I got together with Bill, it was like, you know, he wasn't into that scene and. When you're up there and you're you're wrestling 300 days a a year, 350. You know, 350. I mean, I mean, it was <laughs> okay. brutal. There you go. But he was a great influence for me, and plus, I needed to learn the business a lot more than what I did. So being with him and Mr. Fuji and you know different people, Tito Santana and all yeah. these guys. But, but you started. Who's going to be a next with Nikita Koloff and Ivan, right? That's yep. pretty much where your career started. Well, Is no, that... it started way before that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, in fact, Nikolai Volkov was my first partner down in Mid South, but I was in singles way before that, and then I was in Florida Championship Wrestling with Jim Neidhart. Yeah. So I could have very easily went down the wrong path. Okay. But you know, then when I married my wife. Uh, we had my son. There was no way I wanted to do drugs anymore. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to live. Did you catch you know? any peer pressure as you were realizing that Bill's way was the right way? This is the way I'm going. No. You getting any peer pressure? Like, come on, come no, on, no, party. You know, no, nobody that's... ever. No, not one person ever said, "Hey, come on, do it." Okay. We didn't do it. Right. Didn't do it. And I, I don't know whether it was respect or not. Like, even Andre have a well, drink. I, I, with, I, I didn't well, tell be, Andre no. I'm not having to be a honest, Bill. Well, no, no, we we would drink. Okay, okay. But we actually, we beer. wouldn't get out of hand drinking either. No, okay. it was a you job. Know. Right. You know, we we slept good. We stayed in good hotels all the mm -hmm. time. Our product was us. Right. So you got to take care of your product. You don't have a good product, you can't sell it. You can't sell it. You can't make money. We slept good. Always stayed in the Marriotts or top shelf hotels. We ate good, had good meals. We traveled good in, in the vehicles. We always had the Lincolns or Cadillacs. You got to be comfortable. And we worked out. Every Our day. product is us. Yeah. I can't go out and drink all night, not sleep, don't train, smoke, all this stuff. Right. Pretty soon it's going to wear you down, which right. it did, these guys. Right. With Road Warrior passing recently, Adam, um, would we have had a demolition if not for the Road Warriors? Were you guys created to combat the Road Warriors? I've always, I'd like to hear it for sure. I always hear these stories that Vince put demolition together as a, to, to offset the Road I, Warriors. We really don't know about that, but I okay. think he probably, in his, in his mind. Okay. But we often say, we didn't try to copy them. Not at all. I mean, there was barbarian and war. There was painted right. people before. There were nothing like them painted, in my mind. You had all the right. paint for years and years when right. I first started years ago. So it just, there's similarities. There's a lot of differences. Mm -hmm. We worked a lot different than they yes, did. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, I never even heard of that. Well, the this whole is the, time. This the is whole... the BS we get to hear with fans, you know, when they always say Road yeah. Warriors, Demolition was just a Road Warrior. You know, we hear well, this crap. That, to that, me, it's crap. That, that or whatever. appeared yeah. after. Yeah, what's funny is that the whole time wrestling, all the years I wrestled, I never even heard of that or even thought about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I talked okay. to Mike and Joe all the time, and they never thought about it well, either. Well, who would no. say it to you guys? By the way! Uh, you know, <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then way after, somebody put it on the Internet. Mm -hmm. They're copycats, of it, and then pretty soon that catches on. Yeah. And every idiot fan yeah. oh. 
you know, start saying uh, stuff like that. And we just please. say, yeah, that's what you think. Well, you look, think. you know, you just in Queens, right? The line was around the block. So yeah. You guys built your oh, own niche. Please. I will tell you, yeah, as fans, right, the older best. fans, we grew up, you, look, we were WWE guys. Right? Yeah, we were. You're, you're originally from the South, and you started in the Mid-South and the Florida chain or whatever. But so there was that war. So when you guys came in, it was like, not that we thought you were a, a ripoff of them. It was like, yeah, right. here's our... Yeah. Team. Yeah. This is our team. That's right. This is yeah. our, not our That's role. Right. This is our team. That's right. right. And then vice versa, when they finally did come in, a lot of people said that they were trying to copy us. Mm -hmm. But it really doesn't Wait. matter because I tell Barry, we, we talk about there's fans of Demolition, there's fans of Legion of Doom, Road Warriors, and there's a lot of people who don't give a damn about either team. That's true. Wow. That's enough. true, too. Oh, you're allowed to like both? I love them, but I like the Road Warriors. Am I allowed? Is that okay? Oh, <laughs> yes, because we like them. Yeah, you wonder, though, the debates that come around with the wrestling geeks. Bill, I want to go back a little bit, right? You you came to the WWF as Mass Superstar mm -hmm. at some point, and you started a feud with Bob Backlund. Right. Backlund, as we know, was lost the belt to the Iron Sheik, but from what we read, was at any point you were supposed to be the transitional champion? It was in the... It was in the conversation, but my understanding was that uh, for some reason, uh, Backlund didn't want to lose to a, a guy that had never, no amateur background for one reason or the other. Oh. So that's that's how it transpired. So how did that make you feel when you heard that? I don't give a damn. I was making money anyway. as long as I'm making money, right? Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that, Bob. Jeez. Anyway. Bill, you were there from the transition between Vince uh, Sr. and Jr. Can you uh, share with us the differences between father and son? How are they as people? What's their differences? Well, they were both businessmen. Uh, Jr.'s a little more forceful. Forceful. Uh, okay. Sr. had developed a lot of relationships with other promoters and had friendships with those promoters um, and he was considered to be by the wrestlers a man of his word you knew when you were coming in day one you knew what you were going to make you knew when you were leaving day whatever it is x and generally you were going to come back in on day whatever and it was nice back then because all the different territories. Yeah, and you would go out, right. and there was no animosity between Senior and the Crockett's, Senior and Bill Watts, Senior and Eddie Graham, Senior and whoever. And that changed uh, when when Junior took over. He became a little more aggressive in his relationships, but he was successful. You know, he, he did it one way, his dad did it the other way. His dad was successful at that time. So I don't take anything personal. It's business. You got a shelf life, whether it's whatever product it is. That product's going to have to change. Sometimes he tinkers with things a little too quickly. Uh, could have held and extended the shelf life a little bit, not only for us, but a lot but, of the but talent. But you, you said you, you can hold Senior to his word. Could you say the same thing about Junior? Uh, 
Well, we probably had some differences of opinions, right? Yeah, yeah, but... Uh, it Did was, he make it you promises and then break them, or...? I don't think so. Really. It maybe stretched them a little bit. Not, it wouldn't break them. Define stretched. Well, there were situations that I, I was approached with towards the latter part of my career that the level was here, and then as it got closer, it got closer, it got closer, it got closer. It wasn't acceptable, so I just decided not to take the decision. When I, when I was the, the repo man... It was going to be where I ended up, I was going to become a baby face because I wanted to end my career at that time. And I wanted to just do autograph deals, go to hospitals and do all that stuff. So as I was, you know, and he, that's when I was doing that, he said, we're going to end up ending you up as a baby face. Well, it was time for me to turn baby face. And I went to him. I said, Vince, when are you going to turn baby face? He says, you're never going to be a baby face. It's not going to happen. That's when I put my notice in. Mm -hmm. So that was one of those situations where, but, you know, it changes. You know, maybe he's looking at something different than that I was or, you know, business is business. Yeah. So. I think when guys realize that it's not personal. Yeah. It's a business. You're you're a product. How you have to accept it. How easy is it for you guys when you have something super successful like a demolition, and it's a, it was a really macho game. You guys were beating a tar. You're real ass kickers, you know. How difficult is it to have uh, your gimmick changed? To have another gimmick is that where does the ego come in? Do you like stop and go? I don't want to be that. I was just busy being action smash. I don't want to do this. Right? Yeah. How easy is it for you guys to adjust when your gimmick has changed? Your character has well, changed. In, in my situation, I was ready to go home anyway. Right? Okay. Uh, we had a couple opportunities to go elsewhere, mm-hmm. and we had approached them, uh, given a, suggested to given us our notice, given them their our notice, and then it picked up again. Mm-hmm. And uh, was it easy to go from the mass superstar to demolition? I think that would be. Yeah. Okay. They, they had no de- they had no reference point. Nobody right. knew my face. Right. But how about for you though? I, changing to other other characters after. I, uh... I wrestled, and then I was Barry Darso when I took the paint off. Right. So, to me, you know, it's it's a business, and you're making money. And if you got a chance to make money, you're darn right you're going to change your gimmick, especially when you got a family to feed. So it was a no-brainer for you guys. No-brainer for me, and, and I and I looked at it like okay. I wanted to be the best yeah. at everything I've done. Okay. And I thought I did the best I could for every gimmick, and and that to me was more, you know, I was more successful in my mind. Mm being that yeah you know, when yeah. i was the blacktop bully and of course your darso and hole in one darso and all right. you know all these different characters mm-hmm. and after i left there you know i was in a literally a, a, i could pick up the phone and call Inoki and the office and if i thought on friday i could be booked the next monday in japan and that happened right mm-hmm. so th- that was over years of building rapport with them mm-hmm. and uh i just decided i wasn't comfortable there and sometimes you have to say no and there's a story in the wrestling business you 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 get point everybody has a point where "Mm, i don't feel comfortable doing that and i'm going to say no right and you're making good living and you say no and you say okay and then the promoter vendor whoever it is says okay i accept that and you get up and you part your ways Mm -hmm. And as you're walking towards the door, you say, hmm, 
I hope he says, come on back. Nine times out of ten, they're going, oh, come on back. We can work something out. But if he doesn't, you have to go out the door mm. and start new. Mm-hmm. See, and I, and I always knew, and I know you knew, that there's life after wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I knew I can get another job making good money or do whatever I had to do. So to me, I mean, it was the greatest time of my life, everything, but it wasn't something that when you were done with it, it was going to kill you. You know what I mean? And who would have thunk it? I mean, all these years after we left, we're still doing appearances and signings and thanks to the fans. There again, if it wasn't for the fans wanting to see us, nobody would use us. Love the fans. It was kind of bad when we were bad guys. We couldn't talk to the fans or anything. Yeah. And, you were living the gimmick, huh? Yeah. And Don't you, talk to me. That's and we was, really wanted to, but yeah. you couldn't. Well, you were instructed not to at that yeah. point. Right, right. How would you feel when Kayfabe took a hit? Oh, to me. Oh, Piss you guys was, off or what? See, that was brutal because, yeah. you know, you were already up there. But when I came from, you know, Crockett's territory, you know, the baby face came out of one dressing room, the heels in another, and you couldn't talk at all. Mm. You have to stop at rest areas and yell through the window kind of what you were going to do. I mean, that's how serious it was. And then I left, and the first day I come up, and all the guys are in the in a tent in the middle of the mm. deal for TV, and you yeah. all walk out the same door. It was like singing campfire songs. Remember, songs? The, remember yeah, the, the Sheik going on and here? Duggan, right? That blew up in everybody. Sheik and Duggan, oh, right. Did. That's for sure. That's right. And they were working a program. That's right. Well, they lost their careers over He wasn't mad about the Coke. He was mad that they were in the same car together. Yeah. <laughs> all right, with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with probably the greatest tag team in the history probably of professional wrestling. Probably back with the greatest. We'll be right back. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto Excellence. Collision Specialist. 631-261-6420. That's 631-261-6420. Auto Excellence. That's right, folks. Canine Corral for all your dog daycare and overnight care. Call 631-549-1544. That's 631-549-1544. And APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB. All right, welcome back to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty Nefaro, seen here every Thursday, produced at Indie Music TV in Ron Conkham in New York. Yeah. But this is a special Saturday edition. Special. 
Uh, just a reminder to fans, Monty Nefaro can be seen on the YouTube Monty Nefaro page, Facebook Live Monty Nefaro page, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Twitch TV, the Monty Nefaro page. Nice. All Access Sports Network every Thursday from 8 to 9 p.m. You read well. Uh, and Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m., the recap. On Channel 115, cable oh. television every Tuesday from 7 to 7.30, where you'll get the abbreviated, abbreviated version condensed. of the interview with... The great team demolition. And for early risers on Saturday on Channel 115 from 6 a.m. to 6.30. And on Friday mornings at 2 a.m. on Channel 20. Pharaoh time, 2 a.m. Well, here we are with our special guest. The greatest tag team in the history of the WWF. I'm trying to allow the fans to say, hey. They're the greatest. Right, guys? Right. Okay, next. Barry. (laughs) You started with the Crockett's. Like, you with the Crockett's, right, as a Russian. Um why you in Minneapolis? Why didn't you wrestle for Vern? You know, I never ever even asked Vern to get into his territory. Because when I first started out, I uh, it's kind of a funny story. I you know I broke in with Eddie Sharkey, and it was the Road Warriors and Rick Rude and myself were at the camp. And Ole Anderson used to come down to the camp. He was good friends with Eddie. And the first one to go out was Joe of the Road Warriors. And he went down to Atlanta and wrestled down there. And uh, Johnny Weaver put the sleeper on him and beat him. And uh, he came back and said, the worst thing ever happened. I got beat by Johnny Weaver, you know, and, and all that. So anyways, to make it. a long story short, um, Hawk ended up being the next guy going out. And then that's when they became the Road Warriors. Okay. So I, I started making some calls around because uh, Ole said it's going to be a little while to, to come in. So I called up uh, up in Canada to Stu Hart. And when I called Stu Hart up, he says, Barry, yeah, Eddie, we've talked to Eddie, everything's good. And Eddie did talk to Stu Hart. Well, it ended up being, he says, there's a big tournament going on in Honolulu, Hawaii. He says, you fly out there. He says, uh, go to this address. Mrs. Maivia is there. And we'll meet you there. And uh, you'll have a hotel. We'll have all this all arranged for you. We'll reimburse your ticket because it's last minute, you know, all this stuff. So I thought to myself, you know, I'm going to Hawaii. So I go to Hawaii. I'm in Honolulu. I go to this address, and there's nothing there. <laughs> you see? Yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to go to Hawaii anyways. Yeah, okay. No Morocco? En- no surfboard? No Morocco? It ended up oh, being Bret Hart's brother oh. who ribbed me. Oh my Man, God! Man, that's not even. And he funny. sounded just like Stu Hart because I talked to Stu before that's that. Not funny. Is that too much? <laughs> that's that would have been, that been a major. So <laughs> that is the worst. You would have killed the guy. What are you talking about? That's <laughs> awful. Are you laughing? But, but you know, you're young and you want to get in the business. Yeah. But you really can't. You know. You go to Hawaii. That. So I oh thought, you know, I, so the best place to go is the YMCA there to train. So I trained there, and then I met Mark Lewin. And Mark Lewin says, you know, what are you doing here? I says, well, I'm, well. The, I'm coming to the show. And he says, well, that show's canceled. Oh you know, God. one of those kind of deals. He says, but we got another show in a couple more weeks. And he says, I'll get you on the show. So it ended up being that was my break. Okay. Mark Lewin helped me out. We ended up going to Samoa, Tonga. Uh, <sighs> we we went you? to all the different islands. And then he gave me Dusty Rhodes' number. Uh. So then I came back, okay. and then I called Dusty Rhodes, and then I ended up getting to Atlanta because now Ole needed me. Okay. And then I went to Mid-South, and then that's how it all worked out. Just Did like you that. ever properly thank that heart for his little joke years later? 
Oh, I did. You, you did. Oh, Good. Yeah. You want to tell us that too? Oh no. <laughs> I guess I guess Farrell's asking did you give him a receipt? Yeah, uh, what no, on earth? No, I didn't. Did Bill give him a receipt for you? <laughs> I would have. I would have. No. There you go. No. Oh boy. Let me ask you this. A lot of people have been wrestlers have been through here. Ole Anderson, they were not big fans from Tito Santana. Yeah, nine out of ten people say How is Ole towards you guys? What do you guys got for I, I got along great yeah. with Ole. I'll be the we'll be the, the two out of ten. Okay. Yeah. Ole Ole was gruff, still is. Okay. Uh, but the thing about Ole, if he saw that you could make money for the company and you would work hard, everything that he promised me, everything that he said I was going to get, I got. Yeah. Stan Hansen, the same. Uh, we never were promised anything that that wasn't fulfilled. He delivered. Yeah, they did. Okay, and uh, okay. Bottom line, he had a good mind. A for, good mind okay. for the business. He had mm-hmm. good mind for, and he was probably one of the guys that, of anybody in the territory, would sacrifice his career, or name, or position, would be him. He wouldn't put another top guy. You know, if you're working with this guy and he's he's going to be horrible, he would substitute and he'd work with that guy. So he he's had, a team player. He had enough confidence in his ability. Very interesting. He sounds but like a, team a lot of people didn't like him because he was gruff. He was gruff. I mean, right. he cussed a lot. And okay. He, but another thing that Ole did, he told the truth. And a lot of guys. That'll man, make you very unpopular very quickly. If they, you're a baby face, you don't want to hear the truth. Well, yeah. here's the situation. Three. Throughout our career, thousands, not hundreds, not tens, thousands of guys have come. Hey, would you watch my match? And after a number of years, I said, I'll watch your match on the basis that you want to hear what I have to say. Not did you did this good, you did that good, you did this good. If you want to hear the true story, I'll I'll watch your match and tell you. Fair. If you just want me to tell you how good you are, you yeah. don't need me. Right. And that's how it only was. You know, if, yeah, when you... we'd leave the ring and go back through the curtain, we knew if we had a good match, we knew if we had a so-so match, and we knew if we had a stinker match. Mm. We don't have to have somebody else say, oh, that was great, that was terrific. Right. Right. Bill, you were, you know, honestly, Mike, as we've spoken in the past, we could probably do a whole show just on mass superstars. So you were a huge single star. How did you feel when they came to you about doing demolition? Well, I I knew it was going to be a good gimmick. And uh, I wanted to try it. I also knew in the back pocket... That if it didn't work, I can go to the phone and go back to Japan. And you okay. could always be mass superstar. And I could always be mass superstar down south. My my like there again, Oli. My relationship with Oli was, he said, "Go ahead, do whatever you want, and you always got a home here, which is nice, because you made money in Atlanta. Mm. I bought my home in Atlanta. I still live there, and you could make a heck of a good living, and never leave Atlanta. Maybe venture over to." Watts for a little bit, maybe go up to Charlotte for a little bit, Japan. Only would if I I had a standing contract, twelve to fourteen weeks in Japan. I call, I they'd send me the contract, pick the months you want to go, January, two weeks, well, blah blah. Did blah. you ever think like when you were playing acts, like hey, 
I could also be mass superstar, and I could get double the pay. So, Ooh. Vince, can I be mass superstar no, no, too? No, no, no. Even when we do appearances, we have a lot of vendors that ask, and, and the same thing with Barry. Guys, got switch her. Would you do acts and superstar? Would you do Repo Man and Smash? No, I don't want to insult the fans. They know who we are, right? But I'm not gonna. It looks like you're grabbing money. How about Mass Superstar versus Axe? Did you ever try to do well, that? Well, that son of a gun owes me money. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we've got to get you guys out of here soon. I got. I want to ask you guys on a... On a Already? Well, it's not that soon, but within right. the next 10 to 15. Okay, fine. Um, Be that way. Go on. State of the country right now. How are oh, you guys handling geez. COVID, and what are you thinking about this presidential race going on? Oh. Well... We're both Trump fans. Oh, hey, big, how you doing? Big Trump fans. <laughs> What's going on? We both, uh, I voted early. My wife By voted mail? Early too. You did the mail thing? Yeah. D- do you think it's reliable, this mail thing? How are they going to prove it's reliable? I, I hope. But oh, uh, the, the only thing that we were talking today, and it's funny, I'm looking forward to it being over because I'm saturated with the the, the ads, not only for the presidential and mm. the Senate and and the local things in every area, whether all the politicians in every state, I'm ready for it to be over. Sure. You know, it's kind of like what Bill was saying earlier. He says they're both campaigning. Yeah. So they're both kind of stretching the truth a little bit here and there. You think? But watching the debate the other day, I think Biden lied. I, I just, because I heard him come out and say that, we're going to stop fracking. There is not going to be fracking mm-hmm. anymore. He mm-hmm. said, I don't know how many times. Mm-hmm. And Kamala Harris said the same thing. Kamala. And Kamala Harris. Kamala? And, no, I'll go with Kamala, but go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just saying. Is it Kamala or Kamala? I don't want to. Which is it? Miss Harris. Miss Harris, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, that was a blatant lie. But then he says, well, pull up the tapes. Well, the people that are watching that aren't going to be pulling up the tapes on Trump's site. Mm. Because Trump people already know that he lied when yeah. he said that. And that's what they do for so many different things, and it just pisses you off. Here's my viewpoint. Somebody should be checking them right there. That's a lie. That's a lie. You know, that fast. You mean like a buzzer go off anytime somebody? That would be hilarious. <laughs> well, well, and then, and then the, just hit them with a daggone X on their forehead. And then the girl who's <laughs> asking the questions, they should have had a button to beep her. She beeped in so many times, cutting Trump well, off. What I, if they, I like, think threw food at them every time? To hard defense, I will say, I think she was trying to control it. We didn't want she that did a scene. Good, she did a good job. She did a good job, but it seemed like she cut him off more than she cut him off. Well, you know? here's my worry about the whole thing. As a, I'm a Trump guy also, is the economy was in bad shape before COVID. Whether people know this oh, or yeah. not, it was in bad shape. Mm. We need someone who can get us out of this financial desperation. The other thing is that we have to think as Americans is there is a good possibility that either one of these presidents will not live through their four-year term. That's so possible. So those two vice presidents sitting there possible. can become the next president. Well, of the I would States. trust Pence better than the other. You're not a big Pence guy. No, I no, said he I said he would, would trust, trust Pence okay. more than uh, Kamala. Miss Harris. Oh, Miss Harris. Were, okay, Miss Harris. You know, this COVID though is the worst thing ever happened. I, yeah. I've been, you know, I stayed in the house for I don't know how long and. You know, stayed away from everybody, and mm-hmm. today was the first day really where we talked to people. And we had a mask on the whole time, yeah. But still, you don't feel right getting on a plane, anything. Sure. And when they say it's all Trump's fault, well, I I can't figure that out either. Because if they were real Americans, Biden was. Why didn't he come out on 
CNN TV and say, no, we have to be doing this. Yeah. He didn't have a freaking clue what he was talking right. about. Nobody knows well, you know, I was, I was, I was at, in the house from about the end of March till the 1st of August, and then I went home. It's a joke, guys. Uh, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> but it's tough. I mean, it's... Uh, you know, the, I, I look at the bottom line. Trump said he was going to do about 10 different things or whatever, and he did them. Yeah, I agree. I've never heard of a president ever that ever said they were going to do something and did them all. I you know, the, one of the stupid things, and you, you guys may have heard it this morning. I'm watching the, the news early before we leave, and they were talking about... Uh, Biden and Harris was talking about it's horrible that they separated the kids from their parents and this and that. And then they they were going through clips and uh, Trump got on and he tried to explain it. He says, well, what people don't realize is that a lot of these kids, these young kids, have been brought over by coyotes from Mexico. And then the next blurb, it's all over the Social media. How do they strap the kids to those those wild animals? Get out! Yeah, that was the news. Honest to God, and they're why am I not surprised? They're, they're that laughing to say, "Wow, are you kidding I'm me?" Pessimistic. Well, there's a couple big squirrels that they strapped hey. them to too, you know. And Biden never <laughs> took money from foreign companies. Well, oh he did. my God! No, he didn't. He got it from his son, who got it from the foreign company. Yeah. You know what I found interesting too, which is I thought that when you're uh, trying to forge peace, a person who is able to help other countries make peace, is a good man. Yeah. I just saw again now that there's another country recognizing Israel. Yeah. And, and President Trump has been in the middle of yeah. these things. And five more lined up. He's a bad man. What's going on? Unless we want to destabilize the Middle East and we'll have World War Three. Does that sound good, folks? Yeah. Anyway, you know. Yeah, so it's... I thought that that would, How come he gets no credit for things like that? What's your take on that? This just How come he gets no credit from any place it's except news, Fox News? news so, yeah, you know. <laughs> since got a since we're talking there. a little politics, I need you guys to weigh on this. Um, your friend of mine, Andrew Yang, is pushing for wrestler <laughs> yeah. benefits. Um, look, I know both of you were part of the class action suit against the WWE. Right. Sure. Where do you guys weigh in on the wrestler not being the independent contractor and should have benefits? We never liked it when we were there, but the, the, the way the organization was set up. Nature of the beast. You know, that's it. If you want to work there, that's what you got to do. But it may come to the point where they're going to have to change their their operation system. Will it be because of government intervention? Because I still feel that's the only thing well, that's going to change this. Yeah, I mean, and that might not be a bad thing. Uh, Can you see that happening? Because to me, there's no other alternative. Well, this is not going to change. Every time there was a a hint years ago of a wrestlers' union, they've got NFL union, mm-hmm. baseball sure. union, mm-hmm. basketball sure. union, golfers' union. Mm-hmm. You name it. Why can't the wrestlers? But the thing that killed it was the powers that be put pressure on certain guys and threatened them with their job. Mm-hmm. But if all the guys stick together, what's the opposite going to do? So what would demolition? Okay, you guys were a top team for many years, probably making top money. I don't know what you guys are making, but let's call it a half a million a year. All right, might be high, might be low. The Rockers, on the other hand, are making a hundred thousand a year. You unionize, all of a sudden you're capped out as tag team champions. You might not, be only. You're not necessarily capped out. Okay. How do you work around this? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, they're selling. If, if you were in a union, if you were in a union, then what rights would you have to merchandising? You'd have better rights than you got now. You think? Really? You know what the rights they got? No. If you sell don't. it, say you sell a doll mm-hmm. for thirty dollars, mm-hmm. you get three cents. Really? The office gets the majority of it, and if a doll doesn't sell, they sell it back, but it comes out of yours. Get they out still of keep it. the doll. What? Wait, the doll goes if to the your world. doll doesn't sell, you have to pay for that doll not selling? Well, it comes out of your money, right? Yep. And then the, the, the doll, you don't even get the doll. The doll goes to the warehouse. Wow. Wow. That's, now that's Okay, nice. let's, let's, let's. All just... you have to do is raise the guys. Say you get a standard 5%. The office gets the most. They're taking a the risk. It's better than one-tenth of 1%. This is true. All I know is, is I got headaches all the time. I don't sleep at night. Last night I got three hours. Night before, two and a yeah. half, three hours. I'm falling asleep in the car on the way here. Mm-hmm. I feel like crap in my head. Memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I don't remember a lot of stuff. But that lawsuit, what that has done is that has helped out all these new guys right now. Because they're right now chairs. they're not getting hit on the head with the chairs. And they're not going through sure. all that stuff. Sure. So if anything comes out of all of that, We've helped these people right now, which is fantastic. Yeah. That is and, the first and, time that's that ever is, been spun that way. That's an way. excellent and that, point. That is an excellent point. And a big thing, too, guys, It's the truth. You guys know, and the fans know, it's a brutal business. Mm, sure. sure. Right? And yep. we chose to be in the business. That's sure. fine. We say we're that getting paid. But can't they help out with a little bit of health care? Well, I'll be honest with you. We get a little bit of heat, right? That because, I agree. Uh, you know, I, I wish they would. We grew up in the WWE, but you know, I'm also in the business world, right? This is a my Side life or whatever yeah. you want to call it. We're in a concert. I have I have an issue with look. You sign on the dotted line, they offer you this. This this is a great country, right? We have the choice to do it or not do it. This okay. isn't somewhere else, okay. right? We're not in a socialist government, right? Yeah. Where, no. So you have this choice. Not yet. So really. I do sometimes have a problem where someone says, Oh, you know, you don't know what these guys went through 350 days. They traveled away from their family. I get it. But you also decided to take that. Oh, wait a minute. Well, wait a minute. Before you say that, we didn't, get, we didn't decide to have somebody come and freaking hit you in the head with a chair to tear your head off. Because we sure. got in the business because we're good and it's a work. Yeah. Sure. And if sure. You're now, all of a sudden, it's not a work anymore. Yeah. Now, is that what you signed up for? And if you're an independent contractor and you get a, you busted your knee out, mm-hmm. fortunately we were in a tag team so we could scoot through it. Right. But if you can't and you miss two days and the guy says, you better show up or you're fired. That's not that what you signed contract? up for. You know? Here, let me knock the shit out of your head right now. Here, I'll grab a chair and well, do that. Well, how does that even come about? Do they say, oh, listen, by the way, uh, Barry, you're taking chair shots tonight. Is, I mean, like, how is that even communicated, or is it just Is that happened? just before the match starts? This is what's going to happen? This yep. is what's going to go yep. down? If it's in the finish, that's what you're going to do. they turn around and say, hey, you're taking chair shots, Barry, but guess what? Your take for this event is going to be an extra $4,000. No, they, they never say that. <laughs> well, I don't know. They don't so give me nothing. The so it just says, so you know, hey, no hey the finish is you're going to get hit in the head, head with a chair, and then they're, yeah. you're going to be knocked out, and then they're going to cover and you. And who knows the guy that's hitting you in the head with a chair has able to be able to control the chair. You know, it's not like anybody can hit anybody with a chair and do yeah. it correctly. Well, so that leads me to another question, then, right? So you guys are straight and narrow. You're never getting high. You, you live in the straight life. But then you're working with guys 
that are high all hitting them with chairs. You know, high. Ask him there. Yeah. Ask him about a match we had with the Brainbusters. Yeah. Tell what happened. He freaking knocked me out cold. Who did Tully? Tully did. Was he high? Cracked some vertebrae in my my neck. Knocked me out, and you know, chipped teeth out. Yeah, chip chipped my teeth, and I remember when I woke up, Bill's going, "Come on, get up!" or something, just some goofy thing, and I mean, it was brutal. Yeah. But that's the one that did me in to where, you know, I used to be able to, I, I was a math guy big time. Yeah. I can't remember numbers. I have to really think about my own telephone number. Mm. I, you know, all different things like that. Hypothetically, knowing what you guys both know now, if you could somehow suddenly be back in your prime and champions right now today, what would you do to change what you've experienced? Would you... Take the belts and walk into the office and go. You know what? No, this has got to change. It's got to change now. These are the things that got to change. Would you, would you give it the fight that you you clearly have done later on? Well, the in atmosphere life? in that particular company hasn't changed any. So it's the same. So there's okay. there's one individual that makes all the decisions. You could get Linda. Ten, you could get ten or fifteen people. <laughs> you could get ten or fifteen people on any number of committee. Mm. Mm-hmm. That presents and prepares and ready to go mm-hmm. in two minutes before the event takes place. It's all scrapped because of one individual. Mm. So you'd have to. There, there's again, you're going to have to be willing to say no right. and walk out the door. And walk out the now, door. Now depends on your position, right? The status on the card. If they're going to let you walk out the door, right? Which they may, or say, no, no, we're going to work this out, and there'll be some changes made. But I don't see anybody in either group, really, the two major groups, mm-hmm. that are willing to take that step. They wouldn't pull it in ADEW either, then. They wouldn't no. try to unionize. No, but, but you know, either way, it doesn't matter if it's Vince or EW, they, would, they wouldn't attempt a union. But, you know, and, and the other, the so. other okay. thing that a lot of people don't know about, when, when you pick somebody up and slam them, you know, your brain is going like this. Mm, and how sure. many times does that happen? Mm-hmm. You know, and when you're in the business and on the road that many days and working double shots on weekends and all, you don't even Over realize. years. Yeah, you don't even realize what's happening to you. Yeah. And one of the reasons why a lot of the guys have died is they're injured. They take painkillers. Pretty soon they can't sleep, so then they take sleeping pills. Mm. Now the pain's too much, so they take more pain pills. Then they take more sleeping pills. Mm. And and now, usually when you do that, you do that for a cycle of, you know, five days or six days the doctors will give them to you. These guys are on them for years, right. two, three, four years. Right. And when I and heard, all yeah. of a sudden, one, one day, your yeah. heart just says, yeah. you know what? I'm not hurting no more. I'm just not waking up. And right. when, I, when I first got in this business years ago in the beginning of my career, nobody told me. That you're going to, ha- in, in 15, 20 years, you're going to have concussions and uh, mental problems and all these things. You know, we were all athletes. You played football, you played hockey, whatever. You're going to get bumps and bruises. You know, you're going to have aches and pains, but not the other stuff, CTE and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Did the generations before you guys even talk about these things or even complain about these things? Headaches and concussions? I think, you know, the Luthezes, the Brutos. I, we never heard too many see, stories about I think about our generation was when all that really started hitting hard. Right. You yeah. know, when, when, you, when you were first in the business, that's when it all really started. Yeah. The guys before you, 
they never took those big head yes, shots in this. No, it was yeah. it was a. When different... did the chair shots begin in this business? Oh God, I, don't I mean, know. what are we talking? Because isn't that the biggest reason why these concussions usually happen? Is the oh, chair pile drivers, pile you know, drivers, it, that's it right. Buckles, uh, yeah, they don't let slams, them do those anymore. Just slams just on the table, slams outside. Right. Right. I mean, right. We're gonna get you guys out of here, Farrell. Final question. Final question. Yeah, you know, I gotta say, hey, you guys are doing a heck of a job too. Yeah, thanks. Well, thanks. What a, what a great, hey, no matter what they say. What a great well, show. I'll let them talk. <laughs> We're better than that guy Hannibal, right? Yeah. Who? I already gave him the finger. What else do you want from Final me? Final question for Final question. Okay, so what's down the road for demolition at this point? What do you guys hope That's to do? That's not the final question. Why? What All you right, have one? The final question. Where's the final question? Right here. Next to final right question then. Oh what? what? It says here I'm supposed to say to you, wrestling nerd here. Since, not 1999, since like 1979. No, 1999. Okay, I'll just read it the way he wants me to. Wrestling down here, 1999, Royal Rumble. You both battle. Who came up with that? Was that nerdy enough? You? Who came came up with that? Dork! One of the greatest moments of wrestling. It wasn't 1999. Literally drew the numbers out of a hat. Really? Yeah. They, What? Yeah. yeah, and it just happened to be and you it's too. Ne- and it's never going to be. Was... It's never ever going to be able to do it again. We didn't even know it. That was so. They'll awesome. never be able to do it again because people will say, "Oh, that happened years ago." Right. And we get that. Nineteen eighty-nine. We get oh, that all the time. First thing I thought, what the heck am I going to do with him in the ring? What yeah. did you think? Yeah. Right. That's a, yeah. So like, do I go? Do I go shake with the reaction? Do I go shake hands with him yes. and go, "Hey, uh, Axe, yeah. this is great." Or, I think that or do the, I punch the crap out of him and have him do it back? I think that what struck the fa- I think the fans oh, probably thought that there's going to be some kind of a switch here, turn it, but it didn't. Right. But we couldn't have stayed. What was the time frame? A minute between? Yeah, or? like two minutes. So the way I remember, I was in I was in the military at the time, so I was in Germany. Yeah, so we used to get the uh, VCR tapes like months after the event, right? Because they'd finally filtered their way to Europe. But when that happened, so I, the way I remember is you two come in, you face off, you stare at each other, you start beating the crap out of each that other. Was so but great. the best moment oh is number three is Andre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys start to put a whooping on Andre's yeah. ass yeah. and it's like, this is the best yeah. shit I've ever seen. But you guys were praying for Andre to come out. You oh, thought, oh, yeah, yeah. Show. Yeah. what was up with that? Why, you just uncomfortable? Oh, he was killing you? Is that what was going oh, on? Both of us. Oh, you're killing each other? Yeah. Oh, God, dear God. Anyway, uh, I want to hold back at all, huh? I want to <laughs> thank the future Hall of Famers. Fans loved it. You will be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, don't get me the started. The greatest tag team in the history of professional damn wrestling. Damn right. Without a doubt. They're damn right. And let's not forget about your individual careers, too. Oh, so please. You guys, honestly, mass superstar should be. Dude, can I go home now? This is it. I got demolition here. I'm, I can leave. Goodbye. I'm, I'm going to even uh, go with Super Machine should be in the Hall what? of Fame. Oh, see, and, and it's funny you say that because. Let's go. If Demolition doesn't get in the Hall of Fame, oh, Mass man. Superstar has to be in Mass the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. I mean, I'm already in the legit one. And what is the li- Cauliflower article? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Both of us are Look, not. to be honest with you, okay. Mass Superstar, Demolition, and the Russians have to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, what the? Period. Yeah, of course. That's it. Well, thank you. And we don't have any control over that. There again, it could be in any number of committees. Can you? There's going to be uh, one person. That makes you mean sense. to tell me that this is going to wind up being like us waiting for a Jet Super Bowl? I'm going to have to sit here and wait, and wait. You might, at Vince. You suck. Well, well, X. <laughs> how much money is it going to cost for us to even go it's to that? It's going to cost. What, what do you think? They what pay do you, think? don't they? You know, it's probably what eighty grand now, hundred grand to get in. Really now? Oh yeah. 
Wait a minute, you got to pay to get in? No, that's no, what no, they're no. going to have to pay. We can't, we yeah, can't get pay, in. Yeah. We can't get in because we can't afford a ticket to get in. Oh, dear God. We have to get extra jobs so we can buy a ticket to get into the Wait, I'm ceremonies. sorry. I've lost this. Uh, I'm, you I'm have already, to pay to get in? No, no, I'm getting no, ill. Okay. Oh, because, uh, yeah, stop that. All right, anyway, thank you guys for joining us. What a man. What an honor. Thank you. Absolutely. I've been watching Long Island's number one pro wrestler broadcast. Mafia thank Power. you, guys. We'll see you right next with uh, Nikita Koloff. Thank you again, guys. Thank you. Later.